Hello and welcome to I Wish I Wrote That Song, a podcast where we talk to songwriters and artists about themselves, songwriting and a song they wish they wrote. They'll then play a cover of the song for us at the end of the episode. I'm Keith Wyatt, one of the founders of Indie Kitchen, an acoustic sessions website and a small record label based in Cornwall in the UK. And I'm David Glover, a writer, record producer, a musician and owner of Tesla Studios, a recording studio in Sheffield. For this episode, we spoke to Jade McAnally of Australian band Jade Imagine around the release of their EP, You Remind Me of Something I Lost. I saw Jade Imagine supporting Julia Jacqueline in Manchester at the tail end of 2018 and was really impressed and I've followed their career since. Jade Imagine released their first EP back in 2017. Their album, Basic Love, was released in 2019 and the new EP, June this year. All released on Courtney Barnett's label, Milk Records. We talked to Jade about songwriting, working with her longtime producer and band member, Tim Harvey, and of course, the song She Wish She Wrote, a song by Sybil Bayer, recorded in the early 70s, but not released until 30 years later. Head over to our website at iwishiwrotethatsong.co.uk for more episodes and Spotify playlists of the songs featured or mentioned in the episode. Welcome to I Wish I Wrote That Song with Jade Imagine. So, Jade, welcome to I Wish I Wrote That Song. Thank, thank you for coming you. on. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Pleasure. What have you been doing today? Uh, I recorded the song and then I, ha- I was having so much fun that I just started like learning other songs that I wanted to cover. <laughs> and I, f- I feel like maybe this is a thing. I think maybe I'll just um, start covering songs and like maybe just, I don't know, put them out one day or something. Yeah. I think it's a good like process to learn more as well, isn't it? Mm. Like uh, just understanding how other people write and how they put chords together and stuff. Yeah. Totally. But yeah, that's all. Went to visit my friend who lives by the bay in Melbourne. So we went for a walk along the beach front, which was really nice. So you've got a new EP coming out soon? Um, yeah, it's coming out next week. Yeah, it's a pretty weird time to release music, but you know, whatever. Just do it. Spoken to a few people and it's tough not being able to tour at the minute. So the promo has to be different. Are you doing anything kind of promo we happen to do online content and stuff well I've got like a few things lined up like Instagram live show thing and yeah I guess like this kind of stuff's nice yeah but it's yeah it's weird it's so weird but it's a lot less effort also like usually when you're <laughs> you know promoting something you on the road and doing all that stuff so yeah it feels like not real in a way like it's a fake mm. fake release <laughs> <laughs> yeah potentially people are more um receptive as well and like looking for stuff to do or looking for new 
yeah, new music and stuff. I know I am. Like, I'm listening more to new things and stuff, which is, yeah, fun. Who knew if you discovered in this time then? I don't know if you've heard of the, like, Dewey Studios, they're called. I think they're based in Belgium, but they're, they're just like a production house and they produce different artists, a lot of electronic stuff. But one artist in particular named Charlotte Adigiri, I think that's how you pronounce it, but um, probably not. But she's just this like really amazing electronic artist. But yeah, just really interesting stuff. And she did this um, like a self guided meditation tape but it's like like it doesn't sound like what you would think it sounds like it sounds really like modern and cool it's not just pun pipes and whale noise yeah no it's not that (laughs) it's like cool synth sounds and like weird program drum stuff i recall a schoolboy coming home through fields of cane to a house of tin and timber and in the sky there's a really a vibrant Australian music scene at the moment. I mean, from l- looking from the UK, a lot of the bands and artists that I think I'm listening to at the moment or have been for a while, are, are, so many of them are from Australia. Mm-hmm. And I know historically some you know, favourite bands ever, people like the Go-Betweens, obviously, from Australia. Is it something new or is it just because of social media, because of the availability or the ease of availability of music? Is it, is it just that maybe in the UK we're hearing more about those Australian bands? Because yeah, there's you know, people like yourselves, Julie Jacqueline, Middle Kids, you know, without mentioning people like Courtney Barnett, etc. You know, there's, there's such a, what appears, a vibrant music scene. Yeah, I think maybe there's more Australian bands getting more of a presence overseas. Like, I feel like maybe there was always the same amount of bands and really good bands around in Australia in general. But I hate to say it, but I, th- I do think social media has probably helped, yeah, helped a lot with bands um, and having more of a presence over, especially in the UK and, and Europe and us and stuff it's kind of made the world a, world a bit smaller hasn't it so you can kind of yeah and like made it more of a easier thing to be in a certain scene because you're i don't know like all you have to do is like message people on instagram or whatever and mm-hmm. like become friends with them and all of a sudden there's like little pockets of you know people that know each other and I feel like that's, yeah, helps to maybe get the word out. Yeah. Also, it seems that um, in contemporary music venues, the the impression I get are held in more esteem in Australia than maybe Mm. sometimes in the UK. Yeah, I feel like people get really protective about venues in Australia. It's it's cool. Must be something really deeply ingrained in our, I don't know, the Australian identity or something. Like there's a venue and well, there is a venue in Melbourne called the Tote, the Tote Hotel. And about 10 years ago, word got out that they couldn't really, you know, pay the rent. I think the building was getting 
sold and they couldn't afford to, um, like it was going to go into developers' kind of hands and they were just going to knock it down and build a, apartments or whatever. But the whole Melbourne scene just like, yeah, we just all did this big rally outside the tote and and then all of a sudden we got all this government support or like a grant or something and then the venue yeah was saved The arts are so important. It's something that you know, it props people up in times like this. It is such, such an important mm. thing. Yeah, that's it. And a lot of bands and artists really in times that are hard in the world, I feel like they're kind of like doing gigs for charities and pushing yeah. for more government support for people and donating stuff. Yeah, and music, as you say, is, a, is an important mouthpiece for change. Um, both politically, socially, mm. yeah, important. And talking of in- innovation, you're releasing the new EP on cassette. <laughs> Backwards innovation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we did a small run of cassettes, like only 100. I think they nearly sold out, which is nice to know. But we've never put out a cassette before. We've done 7-inch, 12-inch, obviously digital and the EP is called You Remind Me of Something I Lost. Yeah. And you recorded it with Tim Harvey. Yeah. He's produced a lot of his stuff, isn't he? He's in the band. Yeah, he plays guitar and, yeah, he pro- has produced pretty much everything since the beginning. And I guess we'll probably continue to. I don't know. But, yeah, he, we kind of work on the songs from... The early stages of after I have written an idea and then usually Tim and I work on doing a demo and then show it to the band and stuff. It's good to work with him. He, I feel like he, we have a good language of, um, you know, musical language that we've built up, yeah. like a repertoire of words. And yeah, because it's kind of, kind of, the language is quite ethereal, isn't it? It's kind of... Mm. It feels a bit too grey. Can we make it less grey or, you know, just, I don't know. Yes. It's hard. It's hard to find people that um, understand that sometimes. Like, you know, not everyone will get get what you're trying to say. Yeah. You know, when it's that vague and I don't necessarily know the musically correct terminology for something. So it's like I have to rely on weird descriptions of things like make it sound more like lots of spiders tiny spiders or like (laughs) (laughs) you know i want to feel like i'm under the water or something yeah (laughs) and tim's like oh yeah cool i got it
So you said that you bring, you know, you'll come with the original idea for a song. Um, where do your songs come from? What do you start with lyrics? Do they start with a, a idea on a guitar? Usually, both of those things. Lyrics are a big one. A lot of songs start with that. I think most of the time they start with yeah, like a lyrical idea and a melodic idea, and then I'll try and like I'll hear it in my head first, and then I'll try and find like what the chord is, or yeah, what the thing is on the guitar. Yeah, but I've got just like my phones at full capacity with these like weird like 30 second voice memos and me like clicking my fingers and like humming this thing <laughs> and I record it and I'm like oh yeah I'll know what that is later and then I go back and listen through and I'm like I have no idea what that is <laughs> most of the time and then one once in a hundred times I'll go oh that was that idea kind of always on I know people that when they're writing it's kind of it's just in their head all the time and they could just be walking somewhere it's like oh that's just come to me I need to get that down straight away mm, yeah that happens a lot I feel like sometimes it's about how much time I've spent by myself or something like yeah if I go for a big walk and then yeah, or if I spend a whole day by myself, usually the ideas get like louder or yeah, stronger. Yeah, so giving or yourself space and time and they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll yeah. make their way out. Yeah, and like doing things that I feel like I can trick myself into getting ideas sometimes, like tuning through radio frequencies or something. And I feel like, yeah, there's different things that I try and do to like find the right frequency. That's a very vague thing that I just said. But um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the brain, isn't it? So it is a <laughs> thing to describe, isn't it? The, the thought process yeah. is one of the hardest things you could really describe, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I did this thing recently where I went to this, a friend of a friend's house. It's like sits there empty half of the year. It's down on the coast in Victoria. And I went with the band with the intention of just writing some new stuff. And the one rule that I had was once you think of an idea, record it really quickly, don't think about it and then move on. And don't judge it, just like get it down, you know, give it a title, write down the words that you're singing or whatever, and then just like put it in a folder and then forget it, forget it ever existed. And then I found it really was awesome because I just, I've struggled with that as well, like the, you know, as soon as you have an idea, you're like, oh, nah, it kind of sounds like that other song or like, mm. yeah. That's not a strong idea or whatever, but ideas are never strong when they're just 
coming out anyway, I feel like. Yeah. Like um, yesterday, that was scrambled eggs, wasn't it? Which was? Yesterday, Paul McCartney wrote. Yeah. That was originally scrambled egg, wasn't it? Before it was yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's so great. I love that. Scrambled egg. All my troubles seem so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Are you a kind of prolific songwriter? I mean, it feels like the EP is coming quite quickly after the album, Basic Love. Or is that just uh, how I'm perceiving it? Um, Have you had all these songs around for a while? Those songs of the EP, uh, I would love to say that, yeah, I'm a prolific songwriter (laughs) and (laughs) own that. The songs of the EP were written around the time of Basic Love as well. So I think what I've realised is it's just like goes in waves, like, yeah, months of nothing and I don't pick up a guitar or anything and it just, the idea just repulses me and then, um, not repulses me, but, you know, (laughs) and then something, maybe I just go like, I don't know, stumble into a creative phase or something. And then I'm like writing every day. You're going to play a song for us? What are you going to play? Yeah, I'm going to play Coastal Pines, which is off the new EP. Great. Thanks very much. Shame. 
So the name of the podcast is I Wish I Wrote That Song. Yes. <laughs> Jade, which song do you wish you'd written? I wish I wrote a song by Sybil Bayer called I Lost Something in the Hills. Every time I shed tears in the last past years When I pass through the hills Oh, what images return Yeah, I don't know why I chose this song. I just feel like, I mean, I like a lot of her songs, but this song in particular I feel like made sense to me in the context of what the EP or like some of the themes in the EP about like you know missing a place or what your definition of your sense of home is and stuff like that and that song I Lost Something in the Hills is I feel like has this that same quality of like it's kind of like yearning and a like love for a specific place she describes throughout the song and she's a cool songwriter like her songs Mm. um actually I played the song to Tim the other day and he kind of like laughed and said it kind of sounds like a crazy rant like her songs just like one chord goes into the next chord goes into the next chord and goes into the next chord and then it kind of goes into another section by the time it's in the next section, you'd like it's halfway through it before you realize that you're in the next section and you're like yeah. kind of, yeah. yeah, just like falls into the next 
part, yeah, it's a cool way of writing a song. It's a beautiful song. I've never, I've never heard it before until you you chose it. Oh it's, right, it's, it's, it's so nice. I just yeah. love how it sounds as well. The lyrics are great, it's so poetic. Yeah, and I feel like you can hear the like in all of her recordings, her like you can hear the how the room sounds, and you can almost like hear the yeah. creaking of the chair she's sitting on. And yeah, it puts you in there, doesn't it? And it's it's got such an atmosphere, hasn't it? She recorded it at home, didn't she? I think so. Yeah, yeah. it's an interesting story because again, I have to admit, I hadn't heard the song either. That yes, she recorded the songs herself at home in the early 70s and they weren't released until basically 30 years later when her son gave you know, created actually a CD just for members of the family and one of them got given to the guy, yeah. Jay Maskis isn't it from Dinosaur Jr yeah and you know, and it ended up with the label with the Orange Twin label and they released it it's quite an amazing story really I think that all the artists that struggle and struggle for years and you know, it's this kind of really interesting story She's obviously totally. a bit of an enigma. Yeah. And kind of sad because when the album was re- her album was released, she was dead. So it was like, yeah. you know, yeah. she never yeah. knew how much her music lived on. Yeah, Nick Drake was like that, wasn't he? I think Nick Drake was dead when his yeah. kind of albums were well-received and things like that. Yeah, he's another one that I really love. Yeah, I guess it's a similar atmosphere, hasn't it? Just, yeah. Just some, there's something, just a certain feel about them both that's, hmm. yeah. Wow, yeah, that's interesting. So they'd be one of my, some of my all-time favourite songwriters, I think. I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> Sad folk. Was it a difficult process choosing us a, a song you wish you wrote? Oh yeah. Did, was it? Was this in? The- it's painful. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fun. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I must admit that it's started me on a bit of a covers learning bender. Now I feel like, <laughs> yeah, it was really hard to choose. I was actually almost gonna learn or gonna going to play a um. A U2 song <laughs> but I thought I'll save that one for another time <laughs> <laughs> which one with or without you interesting yeah pretty um, emo song choice <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a belter yeah it's up there isn't it yeah it's part of my um, next album that'll be called Guilty Pleasures. And I'll just do like <laughs> 10, 20 covers and like they'll all be just really sad or like really, well, yeah, like karaoke Anthemic vibe and, songs. Yeah. I was going to say with a, with an extra separate disc for the karaoke version. Totally. <laughs> That's, I actually really like that idea. I feel like I could maybe do that. 
Thinking about doing cover versions, obviously you did um, the Milk on Milk album. So you did a, a cover of um, Dream Wave by Tiny Ruins. The classroom and spin They caught How was that approaching a song, a kind of a contemporary song about by a band that you know? Um, it, it, it must be quite difficult to approach recording a classic song that means so much to you, but actually mm. when there's, the band's just kind of next to you, as it were, mm. how's that, that, how was that a kind of a different approach? Um, yeah, I guess I felt like the stakes were higher, maybe, because, yeah, I knew them personally. And it's, well, yeah, that song, Dreamwave by Tony Ruins, is such a great song. Like, I really loved how it was recorded anyway like so yeah I couldn't really work out how I could make it better so I didn't I didn't put that kind of pressure on myself and I just we just decided to do a different take on it But it was really fun and the because we recorded all the songs over well the all the milk records bands recorded each cover of each other's songs um in the same studio over the course of i think it was like a couple of weeks or something and so yeah it was just like all done and then everyone listened like heard each other's songs and I heard the, like Tiny Ruins did a cover of our song, Tell Us She's Dreamin', and yeah, I was like, oh my God, they made it so much better. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like hanging out with your friends. It was like a good project to, cre yeah, create the feeling that you're hanging out with your friends, but you're not, you know, just like... Like learning someone else's song makes you feel closer to them and I guess like, yeah, it was a really nice thing. And I feel like all the bands that covered each other's songs did really good, you know, took it very seriously and, you know, wanted it to be really good because it was all, everyone knew each other and yeah, it was, it was cool. It's a really fun experience. You mentioned that it was like um, hard to think you could do a better version, so you approached it differently. It's, how did you approach doing the cover of the Sybil Bayer song? Honestly, I thought, yeah, well, same thing. Like, I can't make it better because it's, like, perfect. So I just thought I'll – I kind of just have simplified it a bit and I think I just pitched it up slightly and playing it on my baritone guitar so I guess I was just trying to approach it in the sense that if it was my song 
how would I play it? And then I just do that. <laughs> so, Jade, you're going to play I Lost Something in the Hills for us. Yes. <laughs> Here it is. Every time I should tell That was great. Thanks yeah, very much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Jade from Jade Imagine and you've been listening to my episode of I Wish I Wrote That Song featuring I Lost Something in the Hills by Sybil Bayer. The hosts were Keith Wyatt and David Glover. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please leave a review with your podcast provider. 
um, and share it with your friends. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Heavy machine.